Today's episode is brought to you by Hint Water. Hint is pure water infused with the taste of fresh fruit. I just finished off two bottles, one pineapple, one watermelon. Now I've recycled the bottles and I feel a clear conscience. And I'm very happy because these Hint Waters have flavors to suit any palate. Like I said, there's watermelon, there's also peach, there's mango, grapefruit, and many more. No sugars, no chemicals, just great tasting, all natural fruit flavored water. And right now, new customers get a single variety pack shipped directly to their door, including three bottles each of Hint's four most popular flavors, pineapple, watermelon, crisp apple, and blackberry. Normally $24, you can get it for just $15 by going to drinkhint.com slash jam and use the code jam. That's J-A-M, as in Juliet and Amanda. That's us. That's us. Again, that's drinkhint.com slash jam, drinkhint.com slash jam. And now, let's jam. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliet Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. We haven't done this in, in two weeks. As per our schedule, there's a lot to discuss. It's true. Um, we are going to talk about Lady Gaga because that was like probably the biggest celebrity thing to happen. Mm, yeah. Second biggest. It's fine. I'm the, ready. In the last two weeks. It's okay. Breaking news today, Chris Evans and Jenny Slate broke up, which is very big on this podcast. Uh, we're going to DTR as per usual. This time... It's a different kind of relationship that I'm excited to get into. We'll, we'll explore it. And, of course, we'll we'll end with uh, a couple of things we just can't stop thinking about. But first, Beyonce's pregnant with twins. Congratulations! Congratulations, Jay-Z and Beyonce. Do you say Jay and Bay? No, but I have to really think about it every time. The B-E-Y like, yeah. still definitely phonetically throws me off, even though I know is that it, it's is B. It, is it Beyonce? It's not. No, it's Beyonce. Beyonce and it's just like... So I don't it's like J and B. Right. I don't like when people say J and B. That's not, it doesn't rhyme. But it doesn't. And it's it's not what it's supposed to be. It's J and B. But, you know, the B and sure. Y, like, sure, it's confusing. What, you know how. Not confusing, um, but, you yeah, know, it, throws it plays you off. on that part of your brain. I don't know which part of the brain. You know how most F changed his name a couple of years ago? And it's like Yasmin B. Yeah. But he says B and it's B E Y, I think. It's very confusing. I think it's just. <laughs> listen. I didn't make these decisions, but my understanding of it has always been that it's B because her name is Beyonce. Beyonce. Right. I just think so many people say J and B and it bothers me. Anyway, there she's pregnant with twins and she announced it on Instagram. You've probably all seen on it. On the on the first day of Black History Month. It's the most liked Instagram in the history of the platform. I feel great about this. She is wearing a beautiful brown bra. Would you call that brown? Uh, like, what, what would you call it? Chocolate? Well, so I saw some theories that it was also, that that was technically in the pink family. And oh, that the like a mauve? underwear were in the blue family to signify a boy and a girl. Oh, that's fascinating. I don't know whether that's true. I thought the blue was like something about her blue Ivy Carter, who's currently alive. I, I mean, you know, it could be very true. Wow. I also, I wish I could remember whose theory that was. It's not mine. Uh, I'm sorry for not citing properly on the internet. But, um... That's so because That's I read. fascinating. I hadn't read that yeah, one. Yeah, well, because of that, I have been thinking of this it in like, sort of the pink family as opposed to the brown family. This is like CSI Beyonce photo shoot. Yeah. Wow. People are really going quite deep. But she's on that level. Like, she'll actually yeah, sure. do that. Yeah, so. for sure. It, yeah, almost nothing she does is without meaning. Exactly. Because because she, they really are so private that when they make a public declaration, it, it's like very choreographed and calculated. Yeah. I Would you call them private? Uh... This is the thing about Jay-Z and Beyonce that I often come back to. They really don't talk very much. Like, they don't really, like, casually give interviews. They're not ever at LAX, stopped by TMZ. They're not at Baskin-Robbins getting ice cream like Kim and Kanye. Like, they they just don't 
do interviews because they don't have to. And if I didn't have to, I wouldn't. So that's sort of like a, a level of protection. They were they were in the Brad and Angelina zone pre sure pre divorce papers, but um, I think. But here's what I would say: I, protected, I, maybe not protected. private. I think that they have, and I think Beyonce in particular has sort of redefined what it means, like the definition of being a public celebrity and how much you have to um, participate. Yeah, and how much you control. And I think, like, when there are no more magazines in five years, uh, it God, will be Amanda, be- it's fucking doomsday on this podcast well, I mean, now. it'll be because no celebrity thinks they have to give an interview anymore because right. Beyonce doesn't. And that's a fairly recent thing. I think that started in the September issue of Vogue mm-hmm. a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. My weekly Vogue mentioned, no, actually, we're unsubscribing, but that's you different. Are? Yeah, they, they got to chill okay. on the political stuff. But, um, yeah, I think... You wanted to talk about the follow-up on Beyonce.com. Yes, I did. Wanted which, to thank you for bringing that which up. Which was, um, I really enjoyed it and found the photographs beautiful It was like a photo moving. dump, yes. Yeah, but I would not call that like living your life in private. I would call that like a highly controlled statement of what their public persona is going to be. Good point. Um, but I think that they think of themselves as public figures. They just... I mean, they are. They are public figures. Yeah. And, you know... They can choose when to participate and when not to in a way that most other celebrities that's, cannot. That's true. That's why when they do participate, it's very meaningful. Yeah. Similar to LeBron in that fashion. Um, they're sort of like, to me, those, those are the, the two entities that are just like kind of transcend above the rest, which is LeBron James mm-hmm. and then J and B. Yes. Uh, well done. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you had yeah. to think about it, though. <laughs> I, I did want to talk about the next day follow-up. So she releases the Instagram. It's like one photo. It's kind of like, oh, cool, Beyonce did a very, like, it's almost like, you know, like your friend being like, yeah, I'm having a baby. Like, instead of, you know, how many people do you know that, like, put a picture of their sonogram on social media? I don't want to talk about it. Like, a lot. So I I actually don't that many, but I know other people do. It's definitely a thing. Yes. So it's like, okay, cool. Jay-Z and Beyonce, they're not just like us, but they're aware of social media trends. And here they're kind of, like, reclaiming it. So that's cool. And I'm like, and then I, I actually think um, Allison Davis was like, wow, what an understated announcement for Jay-Z and Beyonce. True. Which was true until there was the Beyonce.com <laughs> update, which was like a photo dump of like like 100 photos of from like basically the last like of this decade so far. Because it pretty much the earliest photos are of Beyonce supposedly pregnant with Blue. And I like, Oh, I see what you did there. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll come back to that. Um, yes. Yeah, this, so there's a lot to unpack here. Yes. I think that the original announcement was understated if you compare it with Blue Ivy, the Blue Ivy announcement, which was at the one VMAs. of my all-time favorite moments. It's ridiculous. Oh, come on, with the Love on Top and then the mic drop, it was so cute. I mean, Love on Top's my favorite Beyonce song, so I liked that. Okay. But um, I thought the extra like added level then, of Kanye kind of like pushing oh, Jay-Z. Oh, that was so great. It was the last time they were friends. I know. I still love that. Yeah. It's, I'm just very, it's cynic, great very cynical gift. about it. It's true. I mean, that's like the last time Kanye genuinely smiled, too. Well, it's his choice. But um, <laughs> so it was understated. And then it wasn't. And then it was like, oh, OK. So now they're now they're kind of back. Like it's like marking like they're back, I think, because she's going to do Coachella. And there's been a lot of speculation right. about that. And she'll be performing at the Grammys. She'll be pregnant. performing at the Grammys. And it's sort of like they had a quiet period and now they're, they've arrived again. Yeah. Well, they had a um, tumultuous period. Yes. And now they've arrived. Right. Um, which, again, is just it's it's so masterful. They're so good at being they really celebrities. Are. They really are. Um you know, they, and it's easier when in, when you're as famous as they are. But man, the way that like 
we don't talk about the elevator tape anymore. No. Like, I just had to remember that the elevator tape happened. It was, like, the biggest thing that happened in 2014. Um, And they'll probably never give an interview again, so they'll never talk about it. But uh, we seem to, as a world, just be content to be like, yep, well, we've moved on. They've moved on. And now we're just very excited about these photos, which I was. Like, the photos of Jay and Blue on the thing. Yeah, I was like, oh, sweet. this is really nice. So, I mean, so are the photos of Beyonce and Blue. I don't want to. Yeah. Um, the thing about, I'm just, I'm so cynical about them. I can't help it. I'm, I'm just sorry. But the thing that I see those pictures, I'm just like, I know that you guys are never, you're never just a threesome. You never have like a alone time. You have security. You have an entourage. You have your mom. You have your sister. And I'm just like always so curious about like what's happening like right outside of the frame. That's actually something I just stole from Zadie Smith. I heard her say about every Instagram photo. She's like, I'm always curious about what's happening. I'm not even trying to do a British accent. But she talks, she talked, I went to like her book tour. And she talked on it about how she's always so curious when she sees like her friend's Instagrams, like what's happening right outside of the frame. And that's kind of like the amazingness of Beyonce and Jay-Z. When you dump all of those pictures, it's almost like for someone like me, it's like an overload. Well, I'm like, I can't study all of these and wonder what's <laughs> happening right outside of the frame. So yeah. have to just go with your narrative here, I guess. I mean, it's interesting in that context, the volume of the photographs that she it released kind of. It makes you feel like you know what's going on outside the frame. You feel like you're getting a full picture. Right. Quite obviously, you're getting a very curated picture. But I'm just like, oh, yeah, I know what's up with them. Everything's great. Yeah. I I mean, it's interesting that I, with them, am willing to suspend disbelief and Mm -hmm. cynicism um, more than with other people. I think I, I'm I th- just rooting for them. And that's like, that's the general effect that they have on the world, which is like amazing. Like, that's like, they figured it out. It's yeah. just, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. And they've sustained it through some hiccups, like including the elevator tapes and um, the sort of like, just, you know, never ending lawsuits against Beyonce and whatever. Not that she lets those and lemonade And lemonade. Yeah. Totally. Uh, yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. And like, she's just has become like a, an artist of protest now. Like she's not even a, like, would you call her a pop star? Yeah, of course. I, I mean, she transcends pop star. It's right. like when you're talking about who is the best pop, pop star, it's Beyonce and then, or who is the most famous or most successful pop star. It is Beyonce and then and then you start having the conversation about like who is number two. Yeah. Um, I I don't have a problem with that. That's great. That's good. Most people don't. I'm just I'm just so cynical. I don't okay. know why. Are there any other uh, conspiracy thoughts that you'd like to share? This, just. Uh... No, I'm, I'm. Do I think she's pregnant? Yes. Okay. Um, it's fine. That's that's where I stand on that one. I did notice there were some conspicuous pregnancy photos from 2010 or 11. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt I felt those were a message to me personally. <laughs> <laughs> message <Okay>. received. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I don't know. It's funny. It's just like amazing what a, what a force she is. It's like really the only news that's broken through like outside of the the Trump bubble that we're in of. Like the kind of like moment by moment chronicling of what's happening in Washington, yeah, that's and like true. even the Grey's Anatomy cast like took time off of um, shooting to recreate the photo shoot, which I found hilarious. When's the last time you watched Grey's Anatomy? Literally, don't remember. Okay, well, there's a character named Joe who's made played by a pregnant actress named Camilla Luddington. Yes, I saw. That. I mean, I, I watched this thing. You <laughs> sent it to me, and I have affection for the Grey's people, so I watched Ellen it. Ellen Pompeo art directed her photo shoot recreating the pictures, and it was hilarious. Let me tell you what I think. Ella Pompeo seems great. She really does. <laughs> She's, that's that's what I took away from that. I want to hang out with her. I would Me love too. those glasses. Could I get some more info on those glasses? Yeah, she she is um, off camera. She's a glasses gal, which, yeah. which I love. Very thick black ones. Yeah. I think it seems fun to be on Grey's Anatomy. It's a show that is, you know, by all means, by all accounts, successful. They're not going anywhere anyone t- anytime soon. 
And if you don't piss off Shonda, you just get to live in this like lovely um, Hollywood workplace where you pretend to be a doctor. People yeah, love it's you. True. And you're Do you probably remember, attractive. Uh, for The Ringer, Allison Davis interviewed Shonda Wilson. Yeah. Um, just about this phenomenon about like, you've been on it for 10 years. How's that's going? And she's just like, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's not to like? They're in season 13 right now. Yeah. Shout out to her. Oh, yeah. So I'm sorry. Yeah. Longer. Dr. Bailey. It's a good interview. It, Dr. Bailey's great. It but, is a great yeah. one. That was for um, uh, a TV package we did mm-hmm. in September. Check it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a pretty, pretty amazing. And now everyone else who has a pregnancy to announce, it's like, well, what, what am I supposed to do? And so Jordan Peele and Chelsea Pretty a few days later announced that she was pregnant. They're not married yet, are they? I think they eloped. Oh, I they think did? when reading about that photograph, congratulations to them, by the yeah, way. Yeah, 100%. Um, it said that they are eloped. I'm not 100 on that, so, you know, feel free to correct me. But, yeah, that's great. You know what? I, I will never do a, a pregnancy announcement. Uh, but, <laughs> I, listen, ch- babies are great. Yeah. If you want children, Life. congratulations. It's, like, it's something to be happy about. Sure. It's hard yeah. for me to feel anything, but, like, good for them. Yeah, totally. I'm just a negative person, I guess. No, it's not true. <laughs> Okay, moving on. Let's talk about Lady Gaga. Oh, you want to switch the negativity a little? Okay, uh, yeah. Hold on. All right. The Super Bowl. <laughs> Julia. Yes. Here's what I'd like to say. Okay. Um, I admire uh, Lady Gaga's activism. Okay. I think that she's been an advocate for. It's not what I thought you were going to say. The LGBT community, and you know, for she has in not recently, but historically, been very outspoken for progressive causes. I admire that. I support that. Uh, and what I'm about to say has nothing to do with Lady Gaga, the person, mm-hmm. but it is just about her music and her pop star persona. Sure. Which I mean, we have too. to. The music and yeah. the persona. Which, yes. And I wow. just want to reiterate, like, listeners of Jam Sash should know that we have established that a pop star persona is a construct that is sure. different from the person and it is something that is fair game for commentary. Can't fucking stand it. I, I cannot abide it. I think I prefer her persona to her real person, to be honest. I don't I, listen. I'm not here to comment about her real. You know, be who you want to be in the world. Sure. I, and I, I don't want to be mean to her, but I just, it's exhausting. What was like your biggest cringe moment during the halftime show? I, uh, the whole thing. I can't. I found the ballad uh, a million reasons. Yes. Okay. I, I think that you know how I feel about. Well, occasionally a really a power ballad can really speak to me, but that I was not feeling that. It went on forever. Yeah, it was a long song. I the, like it though. The pre-taped nonsense. What's going on? Um, I, <sighs> this was my thing about the the, yeah. the roof opening. So if she's not jumping off the roof, they don't like really have to do that. And I know they want to do the drone show above or whatever, but. Um, I just think that's like too much of an interference of the actual football game. And I was pissed. I was like, if I was one of these athletes, I'd be like, could you not take the roof off and then put it back on? Like, I'd just be like, who knows, like what kind of other effects there could be there. I don't know. Like taking a roof on and off a dome in under 30 minutes seems really stupid to me. That's like, a great point. Why do that? It really bothered me. I was just like, no, let's. I mean, that's just like, that's Lady Gaga in a nutshell. It's like, also the NFL. Like, like that's, why are we, why are we trying this hard for like, for what? Sure. What did you think about there being no guest stars? Like, well, t- put Beyonce aside for a second, but like just right. in general, no guest stars. I mean, it's definitely because Lady Gaga is a selfish person who didn't want to share the stage. <laughs> <laughs> and her experience was more important than the audience's experience. 
I thought we really missed Bruno Mars. And okay, like also, you know what? We could have had my friend Mark Ronson in the Super Bowl two years in a row. Except Lady Gaga doesn't want us to have fun. Unfor- she doesn't want us to have nice things. Unfortunately, Perfect Illusion is the worst song on Joanne. It's true. It's true. By far, think, yeah, by far the worst song. A record that I genuinely like and have listened to a lot of times. Yeah. Um. So she chose to do Telephone as like basically like the third, second or third song. So early on, and that's a song that was originally released as a duet with Beyonce Knowles. Native of Houston, Texas, where they had the Super Bowl. So, like, what kind of troll move is that? Like, what message is she sending by doing that? I this I just can't abide it. She's sending that she is like completely tone deaf and full of herself. And so, I, like, <laughs> I literally, did. do you know what I'm maddest about? What you know? And there has been a lot of um, back and forth about the role of politics in the Super Bowl and whether Lady Gaga should have done something or shouldn't and whether this land is your land is considered a political statement and like whatever. Literally right before the Super Bowl, there was a commercial that was Lady Gaga for Tiffany and Co. And then just 30 seconds of Lady Gaga black and white. That was really Black and white talking about like how fucking Tiffany's and this is an expression of her artistic vision. Get out. Be like have some awareness of what is going on in the world and how your corporate sponsorships like are not part of it. Oh, Tiffany's I thought was an interesting one because it's next to Trump Tower, so there's been a lot of news about how it's like um losing business as a result of the security around Trump Tower. So I was like I wonder if Lady Gaga thinks this is an act of protest by aligning with Tiffany's in some like, way. I don't want to talk about it's sh- I can't. It's so boneheaded. My my, ta- my very generous take on the Beyoncé situation of not having her come sing telephone was that like Lady Gaga perhaps in her in her warped perception thought that it was, like, nice to do a song with Beyonce in her hometown, but, like, not involve her or something. I don't know. I could I could see someone who's crazy thinking that. Not that I know if she's crazy or not. I take that, I take that back. Uh, this is, I liked it because I just like her music, and I, I like showman, showwomanship. And I also um, liked, I know there's, like, a lot of, like, discussion of body shaming, but I actually thought she looked great, and, like, she looked like a normal human. And I used to really hate that Lady Gaga never showed her face, and there was one um, time when she was on Saturday Night Live, her first time, and she sits at the um, piano to do the like slow down version of Poker Face, which is like among my favorite Lady Gaga songs. That was a good performance. It was that. great, and it was it was very sweet. Where she was like she reads the words of being a girl from Manhattan, like reaching her dream or whatever, and she looks so physically uncomfortable when she's singing because she's like in this metal orb that's kind of inhibiting her piano player piano playing. And at the time, I was just like, this is a gifted performer and a talented musician, and she's being forced or for some reason electing to wear a costume that inhibits like her natural ability and I was like really mad about it and so I kind of it makes me happy that she's famous enough to just sort of like wear hot pants and a crop top and like that's that's the look for it so it's a very very different opinion than yours but I just I don't know I I enjoy her um her wackiness because I just think she's a great singer so like that makes up for a lot for me yeah as they say great pipes Great pipes in that gal. Yeah, she can sing. I, What's I, your favorite Lady Gaga song? You had to pick one. Uh, Poker Face, or what was the other one? Just Dance. Just Dance. Na, that's na, the first na, song. Na, na. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great um, one. Yeah, I don't hate those songs. I I got tired of the shtick very quickly. Mm-hmm. I don't really like theater kid stuff or like mm-hmm. eggs that much. Um, I don't, you know me, I don't like to see the effort. Sure. And she is like sort of the queen of like I'm trying so hard like she's not cool her desperation is palpable sure she's definitely not cool and that 
turns me off. Right. Um, okay. I thought, like, she didn't fall down. I, I think it was, like, a perfectly fine it was, it was Super Bowl a, performance. She was dancing very hard. I, I actually know. think it was perfectly executed for what the plan was. She yeah. did it. Yeah. She's she's a pro. She's a pro's pro. Some, she's some a, she is a like pro her. for Tiffany & Co. So... <laughs> Congrats to Lady Gaga. I didn't, I didn't like the singing of This Land is Your Land because I thought that was just like a silly cop-out. But I also, again, thought that like maybe that, that she probably considered that to be an act of protest. Yeah, that's a cop-out. But um, it's not. Although I wouldn't love folk music returning to the... Uh, <laughs> okay, we got to end this segment. I, I love and respect your view of the world and let's move on. <laughs> okay. Let's move on to the breakup of Jenny Slate and Chris Evans, which happened today. This is good. Is it? This is the natural order of the world. Who does she? Where does she go from here, Jenny Slate? Um, What's her is her career good? Well, so the interesting thing, as several people at the Ringer pointed out, was that their movie, their film, has not come out yet. Their mm-hmm. the film that they met, where they met, um, which is about like Chris Evans having a niece who's a genius. Oh, um, oh yes, I saw that. Yeah. For that. Um. Okay. Anyway, it comes out in March, so they will probably have to do a promotional tour together without. Which, frankly, just means that maybe they'll get back together for a month. Here's my thing. Okay. I thought it was great that they got together. I think that any woman who has the chance to sleep with Captain America should seize that opportunity. (laughs) And, you know, and I think that it was great that they were exploring this new world together. Obviously, it had a shelf life. I think it reached its natural conclusion. I hope that it was not acrimonious. I hope that there was, like, nothing... I hope they just parted ways after a year. It's very hard to imagine they just simply parted ways. Come on. What do you think? Yeah, of course they just parted ways. I, listen. Like over coffee? Like this has been a, we've had a great run. Let's just call it a day. You know, like she's filming somewhere. He's filming somewhere else. Like they try to keep it up via Skype. But like when, they're conver- when the relationship is just focused on conversation, maybe it's not like as much of a connection <laughs> as it possibly was. What are you talking about, you know, Amanda? Like you forget to answer a text message. Then sure. it just kind of like it goes from there. And it's he, like, this is too hard. You know you what? He, I respect you, but this is too hard. Do you think he um, leaves his uh, red receipts on? Oh, interesting. No. Do I, you? I I don't know. Do I, you leave your Do you leave your red receipts on? No, I don't. I text with like four people in the world, and they don't leave their red receipts. Red receipts. So they do. They don't. Oh. So I don't have like any experience with it. Yeah, it's really not that common on iMessage, which is why it's a big deal when people okay. do it. I could just see Chris Evans doing it. Yeah. He just seems inconsiderate. That's why I think he, could, he would he have potential to do it. So <laughs> that's my take on him. Um, but I was going to say, like, maybe he, you know, read a message and didn't respond. Or vice versa. Maybe she read a message and... and oh, you he, think they ghost broke up? No, I just think that maybe there's a breakdown in the communication. Yeah, led, totally. I agree. Led, led to... <laughs> I mean, frankly, I don't know how much communication was there, but again. <laughs> um, it's just sad for the state of Massachusetts, you know? It was really big for them, two Boston kids finding love. Uh, to quote Jenny Slate, I think that she referenced their, yeah. their shared home state and part of their connection. So I just... um I don't really know what the market is for Jenny Slate's talents right now. And... I think the biggest um, loss for her is she can't return to the Marcel the Shell well. That's that was a, a project oh, yeah. with Dean Fleischer Camp. You know, I think maybe Marcel the Shell had run its course. I think it was a nice moment that we had in 2010, and now the internet's very different. And they wrote a book, and the children of the world have Marcel. And I really loved Obvious Child. I would like her to get back into the indie movie scene. Yeah, I thought that she was making a second movie with um, Jillian Robespierre. Yeah, that was a great movie, and she she's very good in it. And it had Jake Lacey playing Fran before Fran on Girls, which was oh, yeah. 
Just a, just a great movie. Also, like, completely set on the Upper West Side, which is always a way into my heart. So I was really into that. Good stuff. I wish them well. I think that unless something, like, truly messy comes out, which, like, I, you never know. But uh, it's such hard to believe in under a year, no kids. Although she did get divorced. So there's there's that. Yeah. They were not supposed to, were they supposed to get married? Jenny no. Slade and Captain America? No. No, 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 no. Again, but I'm just saying. Again, in the, the New Year's resolution of being realist, realistic about celebrity relationships, I feel like they found each other. They had a connection. They explored that connection <laughs> for a year. It reached its conclusion. This is how love is supposed to go. Or not love. This is not, how. Exactly. This, this is, is how, how not love is supposed to go. Exactly. I wish them both well. I do too. Thank you for this gift. We'll always remember this. When we look back, when Chris Evans finally gets married in like 10 years, we'll look back on his dating history and be like, oh, yes, Jenny Slate. Do you think what a time in 10 years? What a time of 2016. Yes, I do. If George Clooney gets married, Chris Evans I gets married. I think he's like in two years. He seems a little like. Itching to settle down? Yeah, I mean, he's like 30-something and a, and a bro and probably thinks that at some point that's he, what he needs to do. He's just not really in my life. Like, like <laughs> I, I saw um, The Avengers and I saw that cell phone movie with Kim Basinger that he's in mm-hmm. um, where, like, the phone's, like, about to explode. He, like, can't hang up. She's, like, kidnapped somewhere. I missed this one. <laughs> it, I can't recall what, what the name of it was. Let's just call it the cell phone movie. Yeah. And... That's about it. And I'm just like, okay, Chris Evans, cool. Um, have you seen Nanny Diaries? No. It's, he's pretty dreamy in that Is one. He? Yeah, I mean, not, not a, a great movie, but... Uh, With um, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, and Laura Linney. Um, great cast. And then... Breaking news, the movie's called Cellular, so it's very similar to the cell phone movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was in... Um, the Anna Ferris film, What's Your Number? Oh, great. I didn't see that either. Well, a lot of phones for him. Phone yeah, action. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, good luck, guys. One of you was in the Marvel movie, so you're rich and famous forever. And the other one of you is a pretty delightful actress. So good luck. You both have bright futures. <laughs> On to another relationship that I've been dying to discuss for the last few hours. Ed Sheeran and Russell Crowe. <laughs> I don't even know what to say right now. So uh, can you like do a little exposition here? I have to say because my, my brain turns off when I see the words Ed Sheeran. So sure. I don't know as much as I should. Sure. I so, read the material sure. you provided. Yes. Ha- happy to expound here. Ed Sheeran um, is famous for being a redheaded <laughs> Englishman who sings. <laughs> and he's got a new record coming out soon, um, Divided. It's his third record, and he always chooses a math um, operation symbol. I didn't the name. know that, and I wish so I didn't the, know that. The first that. one was plus. The second one was multiply. Is it just an a, like a lowercase x? And now this is divided. The divided. What's symbol. next? Um, I don't know. Long division with like the like uh, that would be funny if he named it long division after divided. Anyway, um, he uh, he's doing a press tour because he released two songs at once, both of which have been played at SoulCycle quite a bit where I go, and so I'm very familiar with them. And uh, he's only 25, though I feel like Ed Sheeran's been around for forever, and I'm like, why aren't you 40 yet? Yeah. So he's got a lot of life to live. And um, he revealed on an Australian um, like talk show or like radio show yesterday that he's got a new uh, friend. Well, it's not that new. It's new to us. And it is Russell Crowe, the esteemed actor and former um, thrower of a telephone. Remember that? When Russell Crowe threw the phone at the, in the hotel? Yeah, I do. Um, 
I've always had a, a personal problem with Russell Crowe because <laughs> when I saw Inside Man, which which he's in, yes. I didn't know he was Australian. I found out after and I was like really furious for not knowing and I've just like held <laughs> held it against him. I've ne- never gone over it. <gasps> Why are you mad? Okay. <laughs> I know it's not his fault. So anyway, here's what Ed said on the show. I've started hanging out with Russell Crowe because he loves getting drunk and I love getting drunk. We don't get anything from each other other than just a night out. We get an enjoyment of hanging out rather. There's no boost in either of our careers from our association. So, okay. Um, Ed Sheeran's rumored to have dated people like Ellie Golding and like just a lot of rumors about his dating life. Nothing is ever confirmed. Mm-hmm. But he does like to brag about having a lot of famous friends. On his last press tour, he was like on some radio shows where he would like talk about all the fun nights he has passing around a guitar, sitting in a circle with people like Taylor Swift and Gavin DeGraw and like rocking out, having jam sessions. Uh, not like this kind of jam session. I've literally session. lost the ability to speak, but keep going. <laughs> and so... I just think it's weird to brag about a friendship with Russell Crowe. I know you're in his native country, but like, what are you trying to tell us here, Ed Sheeran? Is it that you can only talk about your friends, you can't talk about like your dating life, or are you trying to stress the fact that you have so many people around you who are trying to use you for a boost in their career that you have to go for like a supposed megastar like Russell Crowe as a friend because there's no no way he could be using you? Like, what am I supposed to get from this story? I mean, I assume he's trying to do fame by association. Ed Sheeran. Who's more famous, Ed Sheeran or Russell Crowe? Russell Crowe. Are you sure? I don't want to live in a world where Ed Sheeran is more famous. Okay, like, here's the thing. <laughs> I think it might be Ed Sheeran. Okay, I, let me tell you my only, my trauma with Ed Sheeran. Which Please is do. That four to five years ago, I attended a jingle ball mm. at uh, in New York City. Madison Square Garden. Yes. Uh, the lineup included Taylor Swift, One Direction, wow. Justin Bieber. Was this the one where um, they did karaoke after Harry and yes. Taylor? Okay. Yeah, it was during that time. Cool. So they were, um, they were dating. So I, it, was, it, was, it was 2013. Yeah. What? I mean, frankly, what a lineup. Seriously. Um, I was a grown woman attending this. That's fine. Um, a side note is just that I was sitting next to a a younger, like a teenager, who had asked me to like. She was, her mom was in a different section. She was like, will you help me find my mom afterwards? Because I, and I was like, sure. Uh, but she wanted to leave immediately after Justin Bieber, who was the last person, started <laughs> performing. But as we were walking out, uh, he started the encore, which was, of course, Baby. And so oh. I had to drag a teenager back into Madison Square Garden to watch Justin Bieber perform Baby. That's his best. Like, the teenager didn't care. Song. Um, Amanda cared. It's a great song. Um, who did the rap part? Did he do it? I'm asking who did it. Did uh, he? I think he did. Oh, no. Anyway, at this same Jingle Ball, Ed Sheeran performed with Taylor Swift. Um, and the, I like that song that they have together. And um, It's called Everything Has Changed. Yeah. He's not really in it. He just plays the guitar and like does backup vocals. But he did them at the Jingle Ball. And it's kind of a coup for him. I bet he gets a lot of residuals off that song. Yeah, I'm sure he does. He um, Anyway, he performed at the Jingle Ball with Taylor Swift and the... Youth of America were losing their minds for Ed Sheeran, and it was really upsetting. I was he's, like, surely, really popular. Surely, we can aim higher than this. People love Ed Sheeran. It's crazy. He also is a, like a really prominent songwriter. He writes for everyone. He, you know, um, the song that Justin Bieber supposedly sings about Selena Gomez. My mama don't like oh, you, yeah. and she likes everyone. Um, Ed Sheeran wrote that. It's a great song. And love it's, yourself. It's nominated for some Grammys. This, the, uh, the original. Lyrics were, um, you can fuck yourself. And they changed it to love yourself for Bieber. <laughs> like, he writes for One Direction. He writes for Taylor Swift. He writes for everyone. It's, like, kind of crazy. He's loaded. He's really... He, I, I think that he is, like, underrated in terms of... Um, like How rich he is? Under uh, How rich he is. And then just sort of, like, uh, influence in his field. 
It's vast. I believe that. I think he's quite famous with a certain population, but this is kind of like girls like twelve to twenty-two. Yeah, and I suppose the parents who know about him. Right. That's that's the thing. If you get the teens, you have to get a whole generation of parents. Yeah, but on the flip side, Russell Crowe has been like a extraordinarily famous actor for twenty, 20 years. years. Yeah. So and he was in Les Mis. That's true. That was that was a struggle. That wasn't great for him, but phenomenal film that I listen to the soundtrack of very often. Wow. <laughs> you listen to the film yes, soundtrack? Yes, I do. Instead of... Do you want to know why? Yes. Because um, of Aaron's fight. Oh, yeah. Amanda Seyfried. And I actually, um, I just really like, I like Sasha Baron Cohen. I don't know. There's a lot of people I like in it. Do you skip some of the songs? Yeah, I skip a lot of Russell Crowe. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know what to say about this. I think I feel like I can unsubscribe. The only do you thing, think they were really friends, or this is more like drinking buddies when they're in the same country, which is very rare. Probably the latter. Though you know what, Julia, having a drinking buddy uh, is a good thing. Oh, I, I yeah, agree. I have. I have certain like escalators who, mm-hmm. when I'm with them, that's like the most I'll ever drink. I mean, you know, you want to, everyone needs to be make safe choices, but sure. yeah. Just the sense of like someone you can go out and blow off steam with as opposed to. I'm just worried that Ed Sheeran's suffering under the weight of fame. I don't care if he is. Okay, fine. (laughs) Fine. Let's move on. Finally, one thing you just can't stop thinking about. Mine is uh, Mr. Leonardo DiCaprio recently went out for dinner. Mm -hmm. And he dined at the restaurant of the Salt Bay, the Turkish steak chef of Instagram. And... um, I just had a lot of questions about this, and I'll, I'll let you know some of them. Okay, please. First of all, does Leonardo DiCaprio have Instagram, and that's how he knows about Salt Bay? And if not, what website is he reading that he learned about Salt Bay? I think Leonardo DiCaprio is definitely on the internet. You do? I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I've never seen him interact with any like technology. Have you ever seen a phone in his hand? Mm, in that video where he surprises Jonah, Jonah Hill. Hill on the street, does he not have a phone? Um, I, I think he has a, a cup in his hand. He's drinking okay. something. It's and clear. And never on the city bike photos, he doesn't have a... Mm, it's just not It's just not coming to mind. I just, when I think of Leonardo DiCaprio, I think of um, canvas slip-on sneakers and a hat and not a cell and phone. A, and a jetpack and a... Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just have no, I have no proof that he knows how to use the internet. Like, he could be like my grandma and just not online. So I'm just wondering, how does Leonardo DiCaprio find out about a meme? And, like, what other memes does he know about? Like, does he know about, um, does he even know about, like, the white letters that people use on memes? Like, I don't know. I just have so many questions. I I have to think that he knows about the internet. Okay. I have to feel like maybe he's not on Twitter. No, he's definitely not on Twitter. I don't know, though, because, like, don't you think for his weird environmental reasons, he has to know about kind of... The landscape and the political concerns, and so then he's got a Twitter, and then someone's like, hey, look at this. You don't think he's even, like, conversant in basic internet? I don't know. I, I honestly, like, wouldn't be surprised if he's not. He's lived such a rarefied life for so many years. He's Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't know. It's just <laughs> don't like, you just feel like in order to find all the models that he finds, he has to, like, be on some sort of Instagram page? Yeah. He, he must have a model Instagram. Yeah, thoughts, thoughts of Instagram or something? Yeah. I don't know. There's just a lot of questions. Like, I just don't, I, I just was so confused. I, I was late to Salt Bay, and I sit at my computer all day, every day. And one of our young, younger youngsters, Haley O'Shaughnessy, mm-hmm. who, who's a writer or editorial assistant at The Ringer, like, mentioned Salt Bay, and I was like, what is that? And then I found out about Salt Bay. But, like, I was, like, very, I was very behind, and I am very firmly on Instagram. Like, 
it's just like how does that penetrate for someone like Leo? I mean, he probably was just, he had a friend who was like, yo, look at this video. Let's go to the restaurant. And like, what else does Leo have to do? He seemed very pleased. He seemed like he was having fun with the Salt Bay. Yeah. Which is just hilarious. Do you care about Salt Bay at all? Not totally. I I only care about him now that he's interested with Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm like, oh, this is real. (laughs) So it's big. That's mine. I thought of mine. Okay. So the thing I can't stop thinking about and this will segue into something slightly larger, is that last night uh, I was too late to the Reese Witherspoon accidental live streaming Mm. on Instagram to catch anything. Uh, And I'm really upset about that because there's nothing more that I love than like Reese Witherspoon caught on camera by accident. (laughs) Her own camera, in fact. Her own camera. I like was frantically, I hadn't updated my Instagram and then I was frantically uh, slacking with another ringer staffer, Kate Nibbs, to try to explain like how I could see it without (laughs) updating my Instagram. They're just like, I need to see this. Did she have any tips? She was like, you need to update it, you idiot. Um, You old person. She didn't say that. She was very nice. By the time I updated it, it was um, it was over. Kate said that she did hear Reese Witherspoon being like, how do I work this thing before it ended, <laughs> which is amazing. Um, so I'm in general thinking a lot about Reese Witherspoon right now because she is in a show next week, airing next Sunday on HBO called Big Little Lies, which uh, it's a tour de force performance I'm by Reese Witherspoon. It. It's really, really something. Reese is... Reese has found her role. I'm psyched. I'm really psyched uh, about it. And I am really enjoying it. So I, I'm thinking about Reese. I'm ready to welcome Reese back into my life. Great. Me too. She's she's really back because she's doing the press rounds yeah. for her show. So I'm I'm looking forward to more accidents on social media. Me too. I hope it happens. Via Reese Witherspoon. I don't even know how that happens, though. I guess this is my thought. She probably had her phone on lock in the last... Um, app that she had access was Instagram. She probably accidentally unlocked it when it was in her pocket. Yeah. And it was went back to the Instagram homepage because I hate this update on Instagram now, which is it um, if you are, like, are in the app and then you switch to a different app and you come back, it doesn't pick up from where you last were. It goes mm-hmm. back to the top, which is really bad for like, it's very poor user experience. I'd like to speak with Facebook about this. And so Reese probably accidentally unlocked her phone because on the new ones, it's pretty easy to unlock with the thumb brushing up against it. I think they should fix that update. I have a counter theory. Okay. Which is that Reese Witherspoon was trying to Instagram live and had no idea to do it, how to do it, as evidenced by the, how do I work this, just before it went away. Incredible. Why was it all dark, though? It had to have been I, in her pocket. I think, like, maybe she didn't know how to turn this. I don't know. It's amazing what moms can do with their phones. Who knows? It's amazing. Listen, I couldn't work it. If I couldn't work face Instagram live quick, quickly enough to catch this, then I should not judge Reese. <laughs> We are all out here learning about technology together. I guess that's true. It's a brave new celebrity world. It's true. So many questions about the life of a celebrity. We'll get to the bottom of them eventually. I can't wait. Thanks for listening to Jam Session. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week. Hello, my name is Chris Ryan. My name's Andy Greenwald. And we are the co-hosts of The Watch, a pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. We are on Mondays and Thursdays. We mostly talk about TV, movies, music, pop culture. Jeremy Renner, house flipping, the papacy, Reese Witherspoon dancing at wedding videos. We used to talk about Kanye West. He's, he's in the... 
like timeout corner right now, though. Never, ever talk about Christine Baranski. You can listen to The Watch on Mondays and Thursdays on SoundCloud, iTunes, anywhere you get podcasts. Subscribe now. And thanks for listening. It's a good hang. <laughs>